You're listening to an On The Move Media Co. production. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie On The Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to Monday Moves, a Marnie on the Move podcast series. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Every Monday, I drop in here and offer some helpful tips, advice, and tools from the worlds of running triathlon, cycling, wellness, and business, the things I talk about all day long. This week on Monday Moves, I want to talk about 2024 race planning. If you are like me, most likely you have already signed up for a few races and added them to your 2024 calendar, possibly booking them in November or December of last year. I even sign up for a few that I may not actually get to do, usually local races, but it gives me something to have on my radar, and they're usually super inexpensive, like under $25. I actually slept through one last weekend. It was too dark and cold and a 10K. So I'm just being honest here. I probably need to stop doing that, but I know the money goes to New York Roadrunners, and it's a good organization. I do a lot of their races, so I'm okay with it, but it really helps me keep up my momentum and training through the holiday season, although secretly I know I probably won't do it. I've been racing and competing in 13.1 and 70.3 consistently now for 14 years. I love peppering in other distances like 5Ks or 10Ks. Every summer I do a couple Olympic triathlons. I did one marathon and I've got two on the radar for this year for 2024. So I kind of know myself as an athlete at this point. I know what I like to do, what I don't like to do. I know what challenges me and I know what's easy. I also sometimes use these races as ways to help me achieve even bigger goals in life and career. And sometimes it's not even so much to do with the race. So when I put something really big and epic on my schedule, it's usually around work travel or a family vacation or something that is much, much more than just the race. Back in October 2023, I signed up for the Paris Marathon. And my goal was, sure, I wanted to do the marathon in Paris And I'm doing the work now to get there from training to talking to all different brands about activations in Paris and even around Paris leading into the event, at the event, after the event, and also hoping that my family can join me and it can be a vacation in Paris. So it's not just always about racing. And I find that these three things are synonymous, right? Life, career, training, racing. And I feel like if you can have them all come together, it makes it a lot more achievable and it also ups the ante for what you're willing to do to work towards those goals. So speaking of goals, the first thing I like to do when I'm planning my races for the year, whether it's 2024 or the year before, is the same thing I like to do with business, right? It's kind of like an audit. I look back at 2023, I see what was successful for me, what races I did well in, what events I went to. 
uh, you know, what I'd like to do more of, what I definitely am not doing again. And I kind of analyze and assess what was great, what was good, what sucked, what I want to do more of. And then I turn to 2024 and the next year and I set some goals and I create a vision board. I like to think big and I think you should too. Because setting big goals beyond your imagination really gets you out of your comfort zone and it keeps you driven. And it works for me too. So think Wonka. Think if you can dream it, you can do it. Like that kind of big goal that you put on your vision board. I also like to be real. I set incremental goals that really set me up for success. So that might be just something that I know I can do that's achievable, that is easy, that I was successful in last year, a repeat race, something I always do. I think the mix of those two things are really important. I think the mix of those two things are really important. And the same thing goes for your training. Like whenever I coach athletes or when I'm coaching myself, I always have some really big goals and then some achievable goals within the week that I can do to feel like I'm moving forward in my success towards reaching the big goal. The next thing I like to do is focus on getting dialed and doing an even deeper dive into these goals and the vision board. So when you're starting to think about what your goals are for races, what distances are you going to do? What events do you want to go to throughout the year? Are you looking at 5Ks, marathons, ultras, gravel, Ironman, centuries? Are you adding yoga to the mix this year? Are you planning to do more strength training? All of those things are part of this goal setting exercise and really getting dialed into the specifics like sports specific training and then what are your goals at these races everyone has different goals my goal for anything over 13.1 is usually just finishing or having a great experience enjoying the community or doing better than the year than than the year before when it comes to a shorter distance i definitely want to race Perhaps I'm looking to PR my time from last year, PR my overall time, or come in top in my age group. Everyone has different goals and everyone's doing a different race, but it should really just be about doing you. The other thing I like to think about, and I think this is super important, is getting out of your comfort zone, but also doing what's easy for you. Not an easy race, but easy for you to feel successful. So... It's very important to get out of your comfort zone because that's where the magic happens, where the growth happens, and it's also important to do the opposite. So mix it up. I think it's important and really start to think about, you know, is this going to be an A race? Is it going to be a B race? Is this something you've never done? So for me, gravel. I have never really done gravel and it's something I really want to do. That would definitely be out of my comfort zone primarily because I cannot read GPS. And so it would not necessarily be the distance or the terrain, but it would be like just that challenge for me of being out there off-road in the wilderness, possibly alone because I'm not fast and having to read GPS. Anyway, you get it. The next and probably the most important thing is your budget, right? How much money can you spend on races? Because, you know, if you're not a pro athlete, it's not your top priority. Another budget that is important to think about is your time because time is money just a little bit of a different currency. So how much time in your busy life can you realistically allocate to training? And then go back to your goals and say, okay, if I can only spend this much time training, is it realistic that I'm gonna win this race? Because those things go together. So for me, I know 
realistically, I can only spend 10 to 12 hours a week training for triathlon. And that's kind of my breaking point in terms of feeling accomplished and actually getting the workouts done and also not overtraining. For running, it's a little bit different, right? But again, it's really important to know and test out what your body can handle and really what kind of time you have and then evaluating your goals and cross-referencing them with that. And since I'm in this all for community and exploration and pushing myself, I love training, but I also work really hard. Another important factor here is training tools and availability. So what training tools do you have in your arsenal? What's easy for you? Do you live near a gym? Do you have a pool? Do you have an indoor trainer? Uh, Do you have a treadmill? Because again, I'm talking about all of these endurance sports. And if you're planning to train for something, it's really important that you can do both indoor and outdoor training because the weather isn't always going to be ideal. But the weather being ideal is more of a training podcast and a different conversation. Last up, are you going on a racecation this year or are you staying local? Personally, I love a good racecation because it hits all the marks for me. Family, travel, exploration, food, and racing. I also like staying local because it's much more realistic in my busy travel schedule that I'm actually gonna get to do all the things in one racecation. I hope you found this helpful. If you haven't already planned out your entire race calendar, hit me up and let me know where you're going to be this year. I'd love to see you. Again, I mentioned that we will be uh, popping up at different events around the world, and I'd love to meet you in person over and out. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram, head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events. 